Hey. Hi, guys. Welcome to the second episode of The 13th Floor. I am Cece. I'm Alex. I'm James. And if you're tuning into our second episode, thank you. I guess that means you liked our first episode enough to tune into the second. Yeah, or at least you saw enough potential to stick with us for a little bit longer. Yeah, and we appreciate that from the bottom of our hearts. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. And if y'all ever have any comments or anything, feel free to throw them our way. James, how are you today? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Oh, I'm fabulous. I'm absolutely wonderful. We had pizza for dinner. Mm, just like every other day. Yep. <laughs> same old, same old. So basically, we're uh, we're just filled with pizza right now. We're ready to, to talk about some strange things. All right. Okay. So today, we are talking about flat earth theory. Ooh, that's me. Hollow earth theory. That's me. And donut earth theory, which is me. We all researched our own little topics, and we're going to share some information about each one of them with you today. Starting us off is Alex, who looked into the most commonly... I guess believed of all of them. Yeah, believed of all of them, which is flat earth theory. So Alex, please tell us a little bit about flat earth theory. (laughs) Well, as you all know, flat earth theory is something maybe as old as mankind. It's easily observable. Of course the earth's flat. You look, the horizon's flat. It's always at eye level. Well... Maybe, maybe not, if you've been following history or science within the last couple hundred years. But you would think that uh, these relatively recent discoveries would have stomped out such a belief as flat earth theory, but no, it's still around. And actually, it became a bigger movement back in about 2013, where it started popping up on message boards again. And it's had a really big resurgence, I guess, relative to the amount of people that had believed in it. So I think there was a convention last year that had about 500 people show up. Hmm. And that's not even including all the people that, you know, couldn't make the trip. <laughs> so how many people believe that the earth is flat? I'd say a few thousand. I, I, it's hard for me to believe it'd be any more than that. But I'll go into a couple people, like famous people later, that believe it. It's interesting. And I, I had no idea some of the beliefs that they have. So we were talking about a pizza earlier. You said we had pizza for dinner? Yeah. That reminded me of the most prominent flat earth theory. It has an Arctic circle for the center of the world. Uh, It's disc shape. And it has has Antarctica going all around the outside. Think of it like a crust. And that crust is about a 150-foot ice wall that is patrolled by NASA. By NASA. To make sure that none of us climb over it and fall off. Uh, it's like Game of Thrones, but uh, they're guarding the wall. It, it's NASA and not the, the, the Night's Watch. <laughs> right. And it's just what's over the wall is even more disappointing than Game of Thrones because it's nothing. What? <laughs> yeah, that makes me. It's nothingness. It uh, makes me think of the Truman Show. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I can, you know, kind of, except for, you know, the Truman Show gets even better when he finds out it's not real. Spoilers <laughs> for like a 20 year old movie. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but this is where everything kind of goes crazy. So the flat earth theory obviously makes no sense. But a lot of the disputes in the community shows that nobody really has a good understanding of what this is actually. So, <laughs> and, and the reason I say that, so they don't believe there's anything on the outside, but then some of them believe. So I was wondering, like, okay, so we're disc. How does day and night cycle work, right? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they believe that. There's a sun that just hovers over the world 
It just hovers, mm-hmm. and it slowly moves from one side to the other. It's like the Teletubbies model of the universe. Yeah, so like someone has a bright <laughs> flashlight, and they're just shining it down, right? Huh. And they believe the same for the moon, but they believe the explanation for the sun not shining everywhere all the time is that there's an anti-moon that moves around and blocks the light. Interesting. That's some theories. Yeah, yeah, that's some of the theories, and that might even be two of the theories kind of squished together. A lot of these seem to be like, the cool, the kind of cool thing about it is, is that these people get together, and they still debate the flat Earth. So they debate what the aspects of it, not that it's true or untrue. They all think the flat Earth is true. Right. They're still negotiating the finer points. So before I move on to some other uh, specifics, I wanted to go into another theory of the shape of the Earth. It's still flat Earth. But there's this man named Darren Nesbitt, and he believes that the Earth is actually a diamond shape. You know, a common question for flat Earth theory is, what if I go all the way this direction? Do I just fall off? His explanation is phenomenal. His explanation is that when you get to the end, you travel via four-dimensional space-time warp to the other end. And the example he uses to illustrate this is Pac-Man. When you go off the right side of the screen and you, you just pop on, on the, the left, left side, it's called like the Pac-Man theory. Amazing. So he believes, that's what he believes. And just to top it all off, he also believes that this diamond is propped up by seven circular pillars from the bottom because, and this is a quote, because God likes the number seven. That he does. <laughs> uh, Wonderful. Yeah, and so he says the book of Job supports this, at least the pillars. Uh, Job. <laughs> yeah, Job, sorry. Job. I said Job. <laughs> the book of Job. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I feel like this is turning into an episode of Arrested Development where we keep calling the wrong name. <laughs> and then another thing that's kind of interesting is it's really debated among the community is what, I guess, other scientific philosophies that they're going to listen to or not. So they pick and choose what's true or false. So a lot of them kind of believe Einstein's theory of relativity. And okay. then others believe that there's no gravity at all and that everything's held together by electromagnets. Ah. And so they do not believe that any objects fall down. No object falls down. No. Instead, the Earth is constantly accelerating upward at 32 feet per second squared. So we're on this disc propelling upwards towards the sun and moon at a constant speed. I just like that we're never going to hit these things. It's pretty nice and convenient, I find. Yeah. And then the most common belief of what's underneath the Earth is not the seven pillars. It's just rocks. Just Just, rocks. Just rocks. rocks. Oh, unimaginative. I mean, at least the Hindis, they had uh, flipping turtles and elephants and stuff all the way down. That would have been so cool. (laughs) Right? Yeah, at least make it interesting, right? Yeah. So I couldn't find a lot on it. This is something I always wondered is, why do people think that this is a big conspiracy theory? What advantage would anybody gain by hiding the shape of the Earth? Right. Which, yeah. they, they say all photos are doctored by NASA. NASA's the big organization in their conspiracy theory. Right. Probably the most underfunded government program. I mean, the, the, only, the only argument I've ever heard any of them use is, you know, because they're trying to hide God's grand design. 
But it's, that's, a, that's going to an awful lot of trouble to hide something that people who accept Christianity haven't believed since ever. Like literally, like when Jesus was walking around Rome, they had a spherical model of the earth. Like if you'd ask Jesus Christ himself, hey man, what shapes the earth? Uh, it's a sphere. <laughs> that was what they accepted <laughs> during the Roman period. Oh, wow. So here's their explanation. They believe it's all financial and that they think it's cheaper for the governments of the world to fake their space programs than to actually have them. And so they think that they're just faking everything, I guess, to save a few pennies. Hmm. Which I thought I kind of see that. <laughs> I guess, you know, I guess that's probably the most plausible part of their entire theory. And that's just one dude with like a camera and like some action figures. <laughs> We're in space. <laughs> So, I guess you would think that if they believed Earth was flat, they would probably think the other planets are flat, right? Yeah, you'd think so. You would think, yeah. Well, Elon Musk made a facetious tweet (laughs) where he he said something about Mars being flat, and he got contacted by the Flat Earth Association, and they told him, actually, Elon, we believe Mars is circular since we've been able to observe it. All right. Or I guess spherical, not circular. Spherical. Right, right. So So all the heavenly bodies are spheres, but the Earth. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, but but the Earth is just not logical enough. What makes the Earth so special to be a disk? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. They're they're trying to marry like 6,000-year-old Hebrew physics with the modern science. That's what it sounds like to me, at least. And I mean, they go through extreme lengths to try to prove that this thing is actually happening. So like they're going out, people are going out with expensive equipment, like actual scientists that believe this. And they're going out to try to prove this thing. With like my, my favorite is they're trying to like, you know, shoot lasers across the ocean to show that, Oh, it doesn't actually drop at all. Uh, but then, or their comment that the horizon is always at eye level geez. is proof enough that it's flat. Even if you're any, on a plane or something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm baffled. I mean, any fifth, grader could use a model rocket with a camera on it you can do that you can shoot a rocket up high enough to see the curvature yeah. like a fifth grader could do that uh, i'm i'm uh, sorry sorry yeah you know, have you all ever heard of the uh rapper bob oh yeah okay so bob is a big flat earth believer he even got in a fight with uh, neil degrasse tyson about it and then he also did a gofundme where he tried to raise a million dollars to build his own rocket so he could take pictures, but the GoFundMe only reached about $4,000. So it's probably not going to happen. And then Shaq once mentioned that that the Earth looks flat to him, and that he believed flat Earth theory. But then people asked, asked him about it later, and he said he was just kidding, which I actually believe that he is probably just joking around. He, he jokes seems a lot. goofy enough. <laughs> All right, so I looked into the psychology of the people that maybe believe in flat Earth, and it found that a lot of them turn out to be... I guess, followers of other paranormal activities. A lot of them believe in UFOs, ESP, ghosts, and, you know, other unseen supernatural forces. Lots of different phenomena. Yeah, so I thought it was interesting that, you know, Flat Earth is really based in, well, at first it was based in a stigma of staying to God's, I guess, words in the Bible, where he briefly mentions a Flat Earth. But instead, they've decided to follow God's word, but then also UFOs. ESP and ghosts. <laughs> so, so it's kind of interesting. I don't know. 
So what you're saying is we could have some flat earthers listening to our podcast. That's right. And if you are, I'm not meaning to offend you. Yeah, if you believe in it, please let us know. Yeah. We want to know, you know, specifically why you think that the Earth is flat. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. I think it'd be interesting just to hear your viewpoint and what really set you down that path that's different. Yeah. Plus, we're all just shields for the Illuminati anyway. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. That's right. None of us are actually real people either. <laughs> cool. Well, that was awesome, Alex. Thanks. James, you researched hollow Earth theory. Can you tell us a little bit about Hollow Earth? Sure. And uh, yeah, I was really surprised by some of the things I learned. I thought that I knew a lot about it, but the more I studied up on it, the more surprised I was by certain things. Like, first of all, there's really two Hollow Earth models. There's the controversial current one, and then there's there's earlier models that aren't nearly as controversial and in my opinion, like the more I learned about them, the more I thought, well, that's that's actually pretty reasonable. So the first is if you look at every culture, every ancient culture, they believe that there's kingdom or, or an, a realm above us, like an aerial celestial kind of realm. And then there's a kingdom or realm below us, an underworld, you know, and, and a lot of uh, you hear a lot of modern philosophers and, and anthropologists refer to those as like Olympian above and chthonic below so that's that's something you'll see everywhere you'll see it in every virtually every religion virtually every culture Mm -hmm. uh, you can even divide different cultures into that chthonic religions who bury their dead in the ground and olympian religions who burn their dead so that their smoke rises into the sky so so that in and of itself isn't controversial and the idea of layers beneath the earth that sounds crazy at first but i mean that's that's in many ways been vindicated. I mean, just I think it was two years ago they discovered that ocean beneath the Earth's crust that's bigger than all the other oceans combined. That's an irrefutable fact. So, and if you look at uh, a lot of the modern hollow Earth theory that comes from American scientists, well, a lot of the American Indians, their creation myths are like people originally lived under the Earth in these big caves. Well, America has huge cave systems. Like if you look at like just Mammoth Cave in Kentucky, it's not difficult to imagine an entire city of people living in Mammoth Cave. Like it's it's conceivable. They would need vitamin D pills or something, but it's not unrealistic. Where things get weird is in the 19th century. That's when things got a little, little nuts. And actually before that, let me touch on one other figure that really surprised me. Uh, because in the uh, the 17th centuries, a fellow named Edmund Haley was the first guy to come up with this idea of concentric shells of the Earth. Does that name ring a bell with anybody, Edmund Haley? Uh, not for me. It reminds me of, okay. the, the, is it the guy who named the comet? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's Haley. That guy, like the more I read up on him, what a brilliant individual, first of all. I mean, he discovered half the things, it seems, with regard to astronomy and various geological phenomena. Like, it's nuts. Well, he had this idea, and this is sort of the beginning of where things start getting weirder. Like, the beforehand, you know, again, the idea that there's caverns under the earth, the idea that there's, you know, uh, there could be entire areas beneath the crust, that's not crazy. That's not out there. That's observable. But he thought that the Earth consisted of a solid core, which we, we believe in a liquid core, but that's not that far off. 
but then it had two concentric rings around it with emptiness between them. And then finally an outer crust, which is what we're standing on. And that they were all rotating at different speeds and directions, different magnetic spheres around them. So like kind of imagine a gyroscope Mm -hmm. or or one of those uh, sextants, you know, that kind of rotate in different directions. That's kind of how he imagined the earth. That's also not very unrealistic. I mean, it's been disproven, but it's, you know, given the dude figure that out in like 1692, that's that's impressive as hell is where I'm standing. Yeah. <laughs> but what's controversial now isn't that particular theory. It evolved into the 19th century and late 20th or well, more like mid 20th century. Though the real weird, wacky, tacky stuff is the belief in instead of the earth having hollows underneath and this is really the the topic at hand instead the center of the earth that's the heavens so when you're looking up at what you think is the sky and you think is the sun and the heavenly bodies and that if you were to fly out into it you would just go out into infinity into you know the galaxy you know solar system galaxy into the infinite instead they think that that's the inside of the earth that's the earth's core we're standing on, uh, kind of upside down, which that's not unrealistic either. I mean, people in Australia, they're standing upside down and they don't notice. But <laughs> we're standing on the inside. Like imagine a snow globe and imagine all the people in trees and mountains glued to the inner glass part, like upside down, ringing in, inward. And then everything inside the snow globe, that's the cosmos. So it, it's it's kind of baffling because how... It's been disproven numerous times just mathematically, but it's like, how can people ascribe to that theory today when you can literally fly around the world within 24 hours in like a a Concorde plane? Yeah. That if the world was so big that it encompassed the sun and the moon and Jupiter and all of the heavens, like, you know, think about when we shot Voyager out. It's heading to the center of the earth, according to these people. <laughs> and then on the... Yeah, exactly. And then on the flip side, that begs the question, well, what's underneath? What's underneath our feet oh. if if we're facing the heavens? And the short answer to that is that's the infinite because we don't know how far it goes. And it also kind of ties in with the, uh, the whole lizard people hypothesis because a lot of people who ascribe to hollow earth believe that that's where the lizard people come from. They think that they live inside. They come from those. Yeah, they live beneath us. And so it's it's really interesting, and I haven't seen any explanation for how deep the Earth goes, how far it goes. It could be, like I said, it could be infinite the way the, the universe is infinite. Because again, when we look up at the night sky, the hollow Earth theory is we're actually looking up at the core of the Earth. So, so do they think... Yeah. Why do they think this is a conspiracy? Uh, a lot of it stems from, there was a lot of really popular, th- bear in mind this is the height of the spiritualist movement, late 19th, early 20th century. And there was a fella named John Symes Jr. or Sims Jr. And this fella, oh man, he was kind of like the, uh, the sci- what's that Scientology guy? Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll work. He's like that of his day. He was he was like a cult leader, effectively. He made this proposition. He had like a really specific figures for it. Like the Earth is thirteen hundred kilometers thick, and the openings are twenty three hundred kilometers in between, 
And there's four inner shells, so it's kind of similar to what Haley was proposing in that sense, except that, again, the, the cosmos is on the inside rather than just, you know, hollow places beneath. And, uh, and he was marrying it. This is an important thing. In the 19th and early 20th centuries, like I said, spiritualism was huge. People were trying to combine like Atlantis and Hyperborea and Thule and all these mystical ancient civilizations and continents and whatnot. And one of the explanations for these is, well, because the reason we can't find them is because they were from beneath the Earth's crust. You know, the Atlanteans were beneath the Earth's crust and so forth. And that was part of his whole shtick was, you know, oh, well, the Eskimos, they they crawled out from the North Pole. There was holes there and, and that's where they came from. And it was so popular during that period, especially by people who ascribe to spiritualism and, and seances and all all the stuff that has been largely debunked. You know, that's where ectoplasm and contacting the dead with all of, you know, little weird things like even that Ouija board. Uh, so yeah, a lot of these, uh, the, the more modern view, the, the concave, that's what I was trying to think of earlier, the name of it, concave hollow earth. That's really more modern. That's like I said, that started with that John Symes fella. And, uh, and some people even attribute it to, uh, Leonard Euler. And what's infuriating about that, by the way, another guy, everybody should look up. Leonard Euler was this physicist and mathematician who like just reading his stuff makes me feel like a monkey. But uh, everybody's like, uh, you know, a lot of modern spiritualists, they claim, well, we're just following a very brilliant fellow who proposed it to begin with, Leonard Euler. Maybe you've heard of him. Well, he did propose it, but he proposed it as a thought experiment. So it wasn't like he believed that. It would be like saying, well, you know, Schrodinger believed that cats are magic animals that are both dead and alive. Like, no, that's not what that means. <laughs> so, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um yeah, so it's it's something that's been debunked mathematically a lot, but to be fair, and it's it's important that people make this distinction, concave hollow earth is not the same thing as traditional hollow earth, which not only hasn't been debunked, but elements of it have in some ways, even in the past two years, been sort of validated. And I don't mean to say that there are different rotating crusts beneath the earth or anything like that. I'm simply saying that the amount of space between the crust and the mantle and the core, the amount of possible empty space, empty caverns with who knows what, you know, potentially even life, totally feasible, totally reasonable. There, there genuinely could be, I'm not, I'm not saying this to like make people's imaginations run wild, but there is an ocean beneath our feet bigger than all the other oceans combined. The idea that there could be flipping Cthulhu monsters down there it's not just implausible. It's 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 probable that that could be the case. So Godzilla is even more possible than I thought. Absolutely. In <laughs> fact, I would go so far as to say he's confirmed. Awesome. awesome. You've made my day, James. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that pretty much wraps up my topic. Uh, Cece, you got the you got the fun Homer Simpson one. Oh yeah, I got the donut theory. Okay, so. Donut theory is exactly like it sounds. People who believe in donut theory believe that the earth is shaped like a delicious doughy donut with a big old hole in the center. Ooh, glazed <laughs> or powdered? I like to think that it's chocolate glazed. Ooh. 
<laughs> but the scientific term for it is torus-shaped. The Earth is torus-shaped. Um, I read several articles on the topic, and according to a very recent article written in November by Beckett Muffson for Vice.com, the idea was first proposed, at least publicly, on flatearthsociety.org in 2008 by some classy dude named Dr. Rosenpenis. <laughs> no way. Yes. Oh so he was the first person to propose it. And this was in 2008. And then uh, it didn't really, like, nobody really believed in it. It was just like a joke. And then four years later, a flat earth theorist, supposed flat earth theorist is what I'm going to call him, named Varag, I think is how you pronounce it. He took the theory and kind of ran with it. And he expanded upon it and explained why a donut-shaped Earth is, quote, theoretically possible. Okay, so let's just take a second. And both of you close your eyes right now. Close right. them. James, your eyes closed? Yep. Okay, let's think about a donut-shaped Earth. Mm. Imagine you're looking at a delicious donut, but this donut is Earth. Okay? <laughs> now... Your donut is covered with beautiful blue seas and lush green land and a, a mm. couple of deserts sprinkled about. Now imagine that you are living on this donut with all of your friends and family. And in your case, James, all of your pet spiders. And <laughs> let's say that you live on the inside of the whole shape, okay? Okay. Okay. James, you look outside your window. What do you see? Do you see sky or do you see the other side of the hole? Oh, I guess I would see sky because of uh, uh, the opacity of, of like sunlight reflecting on, on the atmosphere, right? That's exactly what Virag says. According to Virag, you will not necessarily see the other side of don the donut because, quote, and this is according to him, I read this directly from his 2012 post on flatearthsociety.org, but he says, quote, light bends and follows the curvature of the torus, making the hole unseeable. So according to Virag, you would just see atmosphere. He says light passes through the first atmosphere it reaches, meaning the atmosphere on your side of the donut. And by the time the light reaches the second atmosphere, the atmosphere on the other side of the donut, the light has diminished enough to be reflected and it gets reflected out into space. So instead you see the stars and the moon and all the heavenly bodies up in the sky. Now, you might be getting to this. And if you are, just go ahead and continue. But what about what they see from space? Exactly. Okay. Listen, I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to that a little bit later. Okay. But I I mean, if donut were theoretically donut shaped, I still feel like you would see the hole on the other side if you lived inside the hole. I don't. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. So far, Vrog seems like a clever guy. Well, guess what? <laughs> Debunked, according to a scientist <laughs> named Dr. Tabitha Boyajian. Um, she is a uh, a reputable scientist. She's an American astronomer and astrophysicist at Louisiana State University. She gave a TED Talk, so you know she's legit. She's no Rosen penis. <laughs> no, she, <laughs> she's no Rosen penis. But we usually, uh, according to um, Boyajian, which I think that's how you say your last name, um, but we usually only see light bend in the way that Virag describes next to the largest bodies in the universe, like supermassive black holes. Last time I checked, there's not one of those around here. So, uh, according to her, light wouldn't bend like that on a torus-shaped Earth. Hmm. Interesting. But then also, why haven't astronauts noticed the giant donut hole in the center of our Earth when they're up in the yeah. you know, International Space Station? There's unless, a red flag. unless oh. 
It's another conspiracy by NASA. Oh. oh. They're always in on everything. What, but They hate donuts. They hate donuts. <laughs> they hate donuts. Okay, so according to Boyajian, there's another reason that we, we probably don't live on a Taurus-shaped Earth. She says that night and day would understandably be much different if, if we lived on a donut because the yeah. sun would hit Earth more unevenly. And this would mean that all of our seasons would be out of whack. Earth weather would be insane. Lots of crazy temperatures and super violent storms. I picture it like the day after tomorrow. Ah, okay. So it would be, the weather would be crazy. It wouldn't be really hospitable to life. So. Also, Galactus would be more inclined to eat it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Gravity would also be noticeably different. This according to one article I read titled, Yes, a donut-shaped Earth is technically possible by Ashley Hammer for Curiosity.com. Gravity would be weaker closer to the inner and outer equators and stronger closer to the south and north poles. So, uh-huh. But huh, our good friend Virag has an answer for that. He tries to explain gravity with the idea of a jam donut, saying, quote, Gravity acts as it does in a round Earth theory, and people are attracted to large masses. Imagine a donut. Imagine a jam donut. Gravity acts toward the jam, end quote. Oh, boy. That kind of sounds like some of the flatter stuff I read where they just use dark matter to explain just about everything they can't explain. Well, this his, uh. his jam idea got me very confused because when I picture a jam donut, I picture like a disc donut with the jam being in the center. Yeah. But his, exactly. his idea is torus shaped, so I'm guessing he's talking about like a ring of jam inside the torus. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait. So the atmosphere is acting like a liquid instead of a solid. I guess so. Wow. That yeah, that, that doesn't never quite had a jelly donut in his life. No, he's never had a jelly donut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's more like a thumbprint cookie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but his his theory still doesn't, you know, have much to stand upon. Planets are round because gravity pulls things inward. So like when you jump, you go you fall back to the ground. In order to keep the hole at the center of donut Earth from collapsing, which would happen, you'd need an equal outward force. And centrifugal force could account for this, but it would mean that Earth is whirling around so fast that uh, a day on Earth would probably just be a couple hours. But a torus-shaped Earth also doesn't pass a Foucault's pendulum test. Oh. Which is essentially, if you don't know what Foucault's pendulum test is, which I didn't really, like, I'd seen it before in real life, but I didn't really understand it. I still don't really understand it, but it's essentially a swinging pendulum that as it swings, changes its plane based upon Earth's rotation. I'd get into how it works, but it involves uh, Sir Isaac Newton's laws and a lot of complicated math, and I'm not I'm not about that, so I'm just going to glaze over it. <laughs> <laughs> Pun intended. So uh, uh-huh. I tried to find out how a Foucault pendulum would perform on a donut-shaped Earth, but I couldn't find any information on this, probably because the donut-shaped Earth is like so out there and... Not many people actually believe in it. Oh, they may have. They may have got a believer in me. Oh yeah, yeah. jam center. Are you kidding me? Jam center. Well, I mean, it, there is supposedly lava in the center. Oh, right, right, James. It's a liquid core. Oh, I thought you were saying that's, in this theory. That's true. No. It's lava is just. It's just. It's just yeah, jelly. it's just jelly. That makes so. Sense. Also, one other big thing that I have is why isn't there a hole in Earth's shadow when there's an eclipse? Oh. Oh, I didn't even yeah. think of that. Debunked. <laughs> okay. So at the end of the day, the day, part of me thinks that Virag didn't 
even actually believe this himself. At the very beginning of his famous 2012 post on flatearthsociety.org, he begins by saying, quote, I was wondering how a theory like flat earth theory gets formed. And I came to the conclusion that someone must have thought of the original idea, and then it must have been followed by a long series of people pointing out flaws and then readjusting the theory, or thinking of new ideas, to iron out the flaws in the theory. So I thought it might be fun if we emulated that here. I will state my theory, and then we can adjust it by pointing out flaws and seeing if we can think of arguments that will counteract these flaws, end quote. So part of me thinks that it was just another thought experiment. Huh. But some people apparently took it seriously. I don't know how many. I couldn't find any figures on how many people actually believe this. But I don't think it's many. Yeah, I like frogs. Well, he, he wasn't actually on flatearthsociety.org for very long. I tried to look him up, see if I could find any information on him at all. And he hasn't been active on flatearthsociety.org since September 11th, 2012. He registered on May 1st, 2012. Posted his famous donut earth theory on May 7th, 2012. And then he was he was on there for four months, and then he disappeared. Oh. So that's just a little bit about Donut Earth. Huh. So you guys, yeah, do you guys, do you guys believe in Donut Theory? Uh, if I had to believe any of them, I think I'd pick that one. Yeah, yeah. The reason he vanished is NASA blackbagged him. Yeah, that's right. exactly. They're like, nobody needs to know this. We need to get rid of this guy. And they wiped all of his information off that's the right. internet. See, me and James is... Our people are still alive. Yep. Since he's probably dead, that's the only explanation. Is that what that's? That's got to be the true one. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So, anyways, that's that's a little bit about donut theory. I'm hungry, you guys. Now I just want a donut. Yeah. I was. I actually thought about stopping at Dunkin' uh, Donuts yeah, on my way yeah. home today, but I forgot, and then I got home, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not going back out." I took my pants off. I'm done. <laughs> 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 Oh man, I unironically want an Earth donut now. Like I want a blue and green donut with continents and stuff on it. And I, want <laughs> I just, I just want one of those Simpson donuts. Yeah, well, you can get those. I'll make you one, James. Aww. So, anyways, <laughs> all right, guys, that's that's uh, that's a little bit about flat Earth, hollow Earth, and donut Earth. All right, so which ones do we really think are the most believable of the three? Mm, I don't think that any of them are believable. Mm. Well, none of them are believable, but which one's the most? Yeah. Truthfully. I think, I mean, this is just my opinion, but I mean, the initial premise of Hollow Earth is very realistic. The concentric one is, in my opinion, the most believable of the three, even though it's been mathematically debunked. But so for me, I, I would say Haley's Hollow Earth, believable, concentric Hollow Earth, debunked, but it's it's the most reasonable of the all of them. Every other one it's I don't believe in at all. Hollow Earth is definitely, because I didn't know anything about Hollow Earth until you started talking about it, James. But I guess I have my I have trouble wrapping my mind around like the whole infinite the sky is yeah that's exactly. that's the part that makes exactly. me go huh it makes me think of that we're all inside the little yeah. marble Agreed. at the end of uh, Men in Black oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I I don't know I I do kind of understand an initial belief in flat Earth in terms of oh well it looks flat to me. So it gets an observ- it's an observable tr- yeah. truth to that person, but that's about as far as it goes. I mean, come on. I still don't understand, for all of them, what anyone has to gain by lying about all of it. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. That's what's the most baffling thing to me. Yeah, agreed. I think this is a case of religious fundamentalism coupled with a desire to be special. Well, lizard people could be hiding the hollow earth. 
Because they don't want us to know. That's true. And they're in charge, y'all. Yeah. They're in charge. Hashtag teach the controversy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, you know, as we're learning, everyone loves a good conspiracy. So I think some people are just looking for something out there to be interesting and occupy their time, even if it's completely illogical. (sighs) But again, if you believe in in, uh, (laughs) In any of these theories, really, please let us know. I'd love to talk to you. Yeah, I would love to speak to someone who actually believes donut theory. Yeah, in like a nice way. We're not yeah. going to be. We're not I'm not going to make fun of you. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to talk about. Please teach me. <laughs> so, all right, guys, what are we talking about next episode? Uh, well, it's kind of a gamut, but they're all in like a the same cryptozoological group. Yeah. So I believe it was like Wendigos, Abominable Bi- Snowman. Yeah, Abominable Snowman, and then a uh, Bigfoot slash Sasquatch. They're all right. large. And in charge. Large in charge, large beasts <laughs> with, uh, I guess, varying mythological backgrounds in terms of, uh, you know, Big- Bigfoot being a trans-dimensional being, Wendigos being, what is it, James? They're, they're not vampires. They're more like werewolves. They're, they're like, it's like a, a werewolf cannibal yeah, so sort of thing. It, yeah. It's going to be a fun one. I've been looking forward to some of these mm-hmm. animals. Yeah, we're going to get into it next next episode, so... Keep an ear out, listen for us, and we'll we'll check in again with you soon. That's right. Until then, stay strange. Stay strange. Stay strange.